This is the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. The United Shore Professional Baseball League games at Jimmy John's Field are the fun family entertainment experience that you just can't afford to miss. It's Thirsty Thursdays, Firework Fridays, Live Music Saturdays, and Sunday Fun Day for the kids. And don't forget, kids get to run the bases after every game. And parking is always free. Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica is your summer destination. Get your tickets today at USPBL.com. Welcome in, everybody, to the first edition of the USPBL podcast on the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. I am the Doc. John Macaroon joining me, a fellow baseball enthusiast, Vito Churko. He went out there with me this year earlier, and we checked out the USPBL at Jimmy John's Field. We've known about a great summer destination now for the better part of three years, and we've had a good time with it. So when uh, we had an opportunity to talk more about the USPBL, Vito and I jumped at the chance because we love baseball. We're both Eastsiders. We both love to go out there from time to time and check out a great contest, and uh, recently, the USPBL conducted their All-Star Game. And so I had an opportunity to take my two daughters, and they loved it. They absolutely loved going out to Jimmy John's Field over there in Utica. We had a great time. They got this great play place, and it's really great in that, you know, sometimes the kids, they lasted the first three innings. Uh, it was the All-Star Game, and they were really excited to see home runs. And there was an early home run, and they were really excited. They got the dipping Dots, obviously. Kids love to eat ice cream, and so I had an opportunity to take my kids out there to a great contest over there in Utica. Then they wanted to go kind of check out the arena. They really like the mascots. They really like the opportunity to go out there and play at the play place, so it was a fun experience over there. So for the better part now of a couple years, you and I have paid attention to what's been going on over there at the USPBL, and Vito, they continue the great work there. The development of the athletes at the United Shore Professional Baseball League has been astounding, and they put even more players in the major leagues, and those that have not signed have also kind of made their way and had success at the AAA level. Tell us a little bit about some of the successes that we found out about this season at the United Shore Professional Baseball League. Well, Randy Dobnak is one of the guys I think you were mentioning that has had some success this season at the AAA level and AA level, and various levels of minor league baseball for the Minnesota Twins organization. So he's a pitcher. He's one of the best pitching prospects in the Twins farm system currently. His ERA is like, do something. This guy has succeeded at a high level thus far this season. So the hope now is for the United Short Professional Baseball League to get its first player, former player in the majors. So in Major League Baseball and with the Major League Baseball club, actually, Randy Dobnek has a great shot of doing so. Now, in terms of guys from the USPBL that have inked contracts with Major League Baseball organizations, five have this season and 32 now, Doc. 32 since 2016. So in the fourth year of being a league, the United Shore Professional Baseball League has seen a lot of success. And the most recent signee with a Major League Baseball club was Spencer Stockton. And now Spencer was with the Utica Unicorns, and he actually led the USPBL with 46 strikeouts and 45 innings at one point, and recently inked a contract with the Cincinnati Reds. So think about these guys, Dobnak, Stockton, some of, and just a couple, just a couple of the names that have inked contracts with Major League Baseball organizations. And once again, I'll reiterate it, more than 30 players from the USPBL with USPBL ties in the past have now inked contracts with Major League Baseball organizations. And the five that have this season is as much as last year. 
Think about that. And it could exceed that total of five from last year as well as the season does progress. And so right now, the 2019 standings sit as this. The Beavers sit at 14 and 11. The Unicorns sit at 15 and 12. The Woolly Mammoths, they're at 13 and 14. And the Diamond Hoppers, unfortunately, under 500 at 11 and 16. But... The Eastside Diamond Hoppers have our guest of the week, and our first ever guest, right, on this USPBL show, and that is Pat Adams, outfielder for the Eastside Diamond Hoppers. And guess what he has accomplished this season? USPBL All-Star Game MVP. Went four for five in that game, drove in three runs. He has mashed the baseball all season long and a great contact hitter that was hitting 340 through 29 games, Doc, as of July 12th. Think about that. And then once again, four for five in the All-Star Game and All-Star Game MVP. So he is our guest on this debut episode of the USPBL show on the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. And for the particulars, for all information regarding the USPBL, for tickets, for the schedule, and you're going to tell us about some of the um, specials and some of the things that are happening this week over there at Jimmy John's Field, go over and check out USPBL.com. It's where you can find gear, you can find uh, all the partnerships. If you're interested in getting a suite, definitely check out the USPBL website. Very interesting. And over there they have a YouTube channel where it has great highlights, it keeps you in the know, and uh, they do great work over there to keep the fans engaged. And I think that's what Andy Appleby's goal over there is, is to really make sure that it's a great fan experience. And when we've had him on, he's definitely talked about, you know what? Come out and tell us. They're very interactive. They want to know what's being done well. They want to know what they can improve. And I think when you have that mindset, which is, hey, let's put the fan first. Let's make it an affordable ticket. Let's make it so that when families come out, and look, Vito, you and I cover the Tigers and we cover the USPBL. You know, sometimes right now the, the, the big club is struggling a little bit. So, you know what? If you want an alternative this summer and you're an East Sider, go check out Jimmy John's Field. I really think, and I wouldn't say this if I hadn't gone out there and experienced it. I really think it's an opportunity to spend a couple of hours uh, enjoying baseball, and it's really fun. And uh, our relationship with Chris Newell has been great. He's with the Birmingham Bloomfield Beavers, and they're two-time, two-time back-to-back champs, and uh, he's a very interesting guy. And right now he's got his team at 14-11. and 11. Look at him. And he might be a guest at my charity softball game. Will he be playing in the game and showcasing his softball skills? We will see on Saturday, August 3rd. Anyways, regarding promotions now for this week at Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica. Wednesday night, it's first responders night, and a Life Flight 1 helicopter will deliver the game ball. Pretty darn cool right there. Thursday night, Comic-Con night, and all-you-can-eat wings. How many can Doc eat for 15 bucks? Probably a lot. And the Mammoths, Westside Woolly Mammoths, will wear Spider-Man-themed jerseys. Also, it's Thirsty Thursday. My friends and I love that. $2 Bud and Bud Light Beer. And $5 Craft Beer Specials. Friday night, the Fireworks Spectacular. Saturday, Classic Rock Saturday. Featuring Denise Davis and the Motor City Sensation on Motown Night. And what is better than Motown Night? So check out Denise Davis and the Motor City Sensation Saturday night as part of Classic Rock Saturday at Jimmy John's Field. And then Sunday is Terrifically Sunday Fun Day for the Kids featuring Superhero Day at the ballpark. So a lot of great promotions from Wednesday night through Sunday afternoon at Jimmy John's Field this week. So I think you can tell I really love myself some Chris Newell. He is my man. And he's a hitting guru. You know, he trained DJ LeMahieu. Did you know that? Who has won a batting title with the Yankees this year has mashed the heck out of the baseball. I mean, he has done great. And 
and a utility role because he can play all over the infield, and he can hit for average specifically. Once again, a guy that has won uh, a batting crown before. So he has trained major leaguers, and based on what he's accomplished already with the Birmingham Bloomfield Beavers, I expect him to keep training guys that reach the major leagues eventually. Nice. Um, Chris Newell, I think, is a guy that likes the podcast, uh, has come on, and he's got strong opinions on hitting and mindset. And uh, I think that if you just uh, check out his teams, they play solid and uh, they they play fundamentally well. And again, they're poised. What do you think the odds are of them being three-time, three-time USPBL champions? Well, based on his track record and how good of a hitting guru he is, and it seems like he has control of his team, I think it's a very good shot. And they're right now over 500, as you said, Chris Snow has a great shot with his Beavers to win it all once again. All right, Vito, this week we have a guest. And who is it again? Patrick Adams. And you know what's funny about this really quick as a prelude to the interview? His dad was my principal at Warren D. LaSalle Collegiate High School. So how about that? So I had to deal with this dad. Nice guy, by the way. He didn't have to discipline me because, as you know, Doc, come on, how many podcasts have we done together now? A thousand plus? I'm perfect. And every single way, you know that. And so is Pat Adams, our guest on this week's episode of the USPBL show. I look forward to talking to Pat Adams right after this. You're listening to the USPBL podcast on the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. And it is Pat Adams of the Eastside Diamond Hoppers joining us on this debut episode of the USPBL show on the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. Pat, how are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for doing this with me. And, you know, really quick before we really get into the, you know, the, the meat of the conversation here. Do you miss working with me with somebody, somebody I, football? Because I don't know if people know about that. Probably don't. But uh, technically, you were an intern and kind of under my watch. And, and you did a stellar job. I'll say that much, Pat. And uh, just describe to the masses here how great that was for you. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Good, uh, good, good uh, writing mentor. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Also, you know, I was telling John in, in our prelude to this interview, I was saying how your dad, Pat Adams, was my principal at Warren DLSL Collegiate High School. Now, That's right, mine too. Isn't that something to have your dad as your principal in high school? Like, what was that experience like for you? Oh, I, I think, uh, I, you know, freshman year, when you first come in, that's all you think about. But, you know, by the time I was a senior, you know, it wasn't, you know, it's just kind of how it was. I don't think it was uh, that big of a deal. I didn't really, I didn't really get worked up over it. I don't think. How about having your friends though also deal with your dad as principal? What was that dynamic like? And what would you hear from your friends about your dad? I think, I mean, I all positive things. I think. I mean, I, th- <laughs> I didn't hear any of the negatives. So, I mean, uh, no, it was good. I think my dad was was uh, pretty. I don't think he deal- dealt with too much of the discipline stuff. So he was he was kind of cool around uh, most guys. I think a lot of the assistant principals were the, were the ones that were uh, kind of feared, I think. So, but no, it was good. So Pat, tell us a little bit about how you got into baseball, your early love of the game and uh, tell our audience a little bit about your love of the game of baseball. Yeah. Um, I think just like most people, I, you know, you grow up playing it uh, at an early age, you know, T-ball coach pitch, machine pitch. And then, uh, you know, you just get, get into it. And then, you know, uh, by the time high school rolls around, um, you know, I played, I, you know, I played at every level, freshman, JV, varsity. Um, yeah. And then going into college, I kind of, I didn't know what I wanted to do really. Um, I wasn't, wasn't the best baseball player coming out of high school. Um, so I decided, I, I thought what I should do, I wanted to play, I wanted to play athletics. So, uh, I had an offer to go play football at Albion College, 
um, it's division three. So they weren't going to, you know, no athletic scholarship, but you know, they're going to have give a spot on a team for me. So I went there for actually two weeks in the fall after, you know, going into my freshman year of college and realized pretty quick that, um, football in college is, is not like football in high school. And, and I got, you got to really love it to do it. And I kind of figured out fast that, um, the only sport that I would really like doing, uh, and spending this much time in was baseball. So, I ended up coming back home and, and trying out for Macomb Community College. And uh, yeah, yeah. Can you describe your journey in baseball a little bit further and more in depth from De La Salle Collegiate High School to the aforementioned Macomb Community College to Wayne State and now to the Eastside Diamond Hoppers in the United Shore Professional Baseball League? Yeah, so, um, you know, I actually didn't get a whole lot of playing time in, in high school. You know, I, I rode the bench pretty much my whole junior year, uh, barely got any playing time. And then, my senior year, I, you know, I played, I started probably the second half of the season. I played first base and that was just kind of because, you know, we had a really good team and uh, I wasn't one of the better players. And I think it's just, it, it kind of, baseball is one of those sports that not a whole lot of guys, I mean, you have natural t- ability, but I think you really got to work hard at it every single day and pretty much all year round, you got to at least be doing something. So I, I wasn't, you know, I was playing football in the fall, basketball in the winter. And then, you know, I would, wouldn't pick up a bat, you know, from, August to, to March when, when baseball trials were. So, yeah, I mean, I would come in and, and I, you know, try my best, but you know, I just, the results weren't there in, in high school. So, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I really enjoyed playing the game and that's kind of what I wanted to do. So that's why I, I tried out at Macomb community college, you know, thinking that regardless of if I play or not, it'd be a good experience and, and a good opportunity uh, for me to just get better and, and see, see how good I can get, you know, and, Macomb did just that. They provided me the opportunity to play every day. Um, and yeah, so I just kind of, you know, grew into my body a little bit, developed better there. And then, you know, had a pretty good freshman year and, and sophomore year. And then um, going into my junior season, I need to, I need to, to move on. And so Wayne State was that, that avenue for me. Uh, and, and it was, it was perfect fit, you know, love the school, love being down there in Midtown and uh, love the coaches and so it was kind of a perfect fit close to home and I decided to, to, to go for it. And, um, yeah, just from there, uh, you know, working hard at Wayne state, enjoying the experience. And then by the time my, my senior season was done, I had a, a pretty good senior season and, you know, I, I wanted to continue to play, but I knew that, you know, the draft wasn't a possibility. I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't have, uh, I don't know. I just, you know, I didn't put up, you know, probably, as good as numbers as I should have, or I, maybe I didn't pass the eye test. So, but I still wanted to play. And so uh, coach Ryan Kelly, he, you know, kind of let me know, Hey, you can do your thing at the USPBL. Uh, is that, you know, something I, I can reach out to someone there for you. And so he, he knows Paul Nochi, my manager now, because uh, Paul used to coach at Hillsdale college, which is in the same conference as Wayne. So I think he get, he shot him a text. And then, uh, you know, I went to the college tryout that the USPBL hosts, uh, you know, a bunch of college kids from around the country come in first week of June and they try to be signed. And then, yeah, uh, I got the call from, from Paul Nochi probably a couple days after the tryout. And, uh, yeah, here I am. How would you put into words your 2019 season, including an all-star game MVP? Uh, I think best case scenario, really. Um, I think from, from my college days and even last year, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I want to say a slow starter usually, you know, I, it takes me a little bit to build up, you know, catch up to the pitchers. And then, you know, by the end of the season, I usually usually start, you know, doing performing pretty well. But I mean, uh, I put in a lot of work this offseason and a lot of preparation. 
worked really hard and uh, I kind of was, I had a comfort level cause I, I played the second half of last year with the hoppers. So, you know, I knew coming in that, that I could, I was good enough to play at this level. So I think confidence had, had a, had a role in it and also just my hard work in the off season. And yeah. And uh, I mean, just kind of take advantage of opportunities and, and yeah, couldn't be happier. And you hit 267 in 31 games last season for the Diamond Hoppers. I had read you were hitting 340, second best in the league of all batters with at least 100 at-bats this season. What kind of improvements and strides have you made at the plate since last season? I don't know. There's a there's a whole lot of little things in there. I have, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate that this year uh, our hitting coach for the Diamond Hoppers is Vaughn Joshua, and uh, he is like a Yoda for baseball. He played in the, in the Dodgers organization. Uh, I believe he's got a couple world series rings. You know, he played, uh, with the Brewers and yeah, I mean, 10 years of pro ball, uh, at the big league level. And, you know, he's been a coach ever since, you know, uh, you know, he, he coached Mike Piazza when he was, when he was first drafted by the Dodgers, he coached, you know, Frank Thomas with the White Sox. So he, he's kind of just doing this cause he lives in the area and he, he does, he loves the game of baseball. So, you know, I'm super fortunate to learn so much from him and just kind of, uh, you know, he's such a high level coach that, uh, just picking up little things really helps me out. Uh, yeah. So your dad, Pat Adams, also a Pat Adams, by the way, played baseball at my alma mater in college at Detroit Mercy was drafted as well. Played some minor league ball. What has he taught you as well about the game of baseball and how much is, how much have you learned from your dad when it comes to baseball? Oh, everything. I wouldn't, I, I mean, I wouldn't probably be playing still if it wasn't, uh, for my dad, you know, being, such a great, uh, he used to be such a great player and then just being such a great baseball mind now, because, uh, you know, like I said, at high school and even I had my struggles in, in junior college and, and at Wayne state, I, I wouldn't know how to get out of the slumps that I got out of without, you know, bouncing ideas off him and just, you know, talking to him and have him, have him giving me the confidence, uh, you know, to go and, and do my thing. You know, he, he knows, he's basically like, uh, like my first hitting coach and he's, he's always been my hitting coach. You know, he still is. And, uh, regardless of, you know, we might not be in the cage for long hours, but just, you know, coming home, you know, and over dinner, just kind of talking to him about baseball questions and it's, it's super helpful. Yeah. Now you said he was such a great player. You used the past tense there about your dad and his ability to play ball. Why did you do that to your dad there? And is that really true that your dad, he just isn't as good as he used to be? Is that what you're No, thinking? no. He can't, he can barely walk. He's got two surgically repaired ankles and he, you know, and he's got a bad shoulder, you know, he's, he's old. So, you know, but he, he can, he probably, if you put, if you put him, uh, if you give him BP, if you throw him BP now, I think he'd, he'd hit more out than I would. So, you know, he still, he could, he could probably still swing it a little bit, but, um, yeah, he's a little banged up and a little old. Well, past his prime a little bit, but he can still hit in so many words, and he's a big guy. I mean, how tall yeah. is your dad? Six uh, what? Six, six, six. I think I didn't get any of the height. Uh, I got, a, I got a little brother who's sixteen years old, and and he's already taller than I am. So, uh, yeah, I kind of missed out on the height. I mean, I'm six two, but um, you know, nowhere near where my where my dad is and where my brother's going to be. So. Well, you guys are all just a couple of inches taller than me. I'll just say that much. And John Akron <laughs> has something here, John. So what does it mean to you to play at Jimmy John's Field in front of a home crowd, uh, supporters, and things like that? Describe your experiences playing in Utica at the USPBL. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's special. You know, I, I couldn't be happier, and I'm really fortunate for the opportunity. Uh, you know, to stay local pretty much my whole career. You know, Macomb, uh, I lived at home. You know, Wayne State, I lived on campus, but it was you know 20 minutes from home, and then 
you know, here I get to live at home and, and not have to pay for an apartment, you know, while I'm, while I'm playing in the USPBL. So it's, it's awesome. You know, I see a lot of my, my buddies come out, my family comes out to every game. So it's, it's pretty awesome. I have a good support system and, uh, yeah, really fortunate to be, to, to stay local. What are your current goals for the remainder of the 2019 season? Oh man, I, I think I just keep winning because w- winning here is, is more fun. I think, uh, everybody in this league kind of has the mindset of if I play, well enough i have the possibility to get signed into affiliated baseball but uh i think you know we're we're off to a, a rough stretch so far the diamond hoppers are but we're working hard to turn things around um yeah you know keep winning win a championship because you know getting guys out of here and getting guys signed doesn't happen without you know playing well and then playing well happens you know when you win so nothing most guys wouldn't wouldn't be getting out of there if their team wasn't winning so uh gotta keep trying to perform well at an individual level, but also at a team level. And, uh, and yeah, try to win a championship here. What's it like playing for your skipper, Paul Nochi? Oh, he's great. He's, he's, I, you know, like I keep saying, I'm super fortunate, but, uh, I mean, he is such a great guy, uh, great coach. He's got all the baseball experience in the world and, uh, yeah, such a nice guy to play for. And he knows he, he could forget more about the game than I would ever know. So, yeah. Who's the one current or past Major League Baseball player that you most mold your game after? Oh, I think I take bits and pieces from from pretty much every. You know, last night I was watching the the uh, Dodgers game and I was watching Cody Bellinger tear it up. So I mean, I don't know. I, I take uh, man. I don't know if there's one specific player. Uh, I've watched a lot of Ken Griffey Jr., a lot of Rafael Palmero, actually. Um, I think I got to say Miguel Cabrera because, you know, he's I've grown up watching him, uh, you know, but yeah, I don't know. I don't I can't narrow it down to just one because I'm kind of uh, try to be a student of the game and I'm, I'm on YouTube, you know, pretty much all day. If I'm if I'm at home, you know, trying to break down guys swings and, and look at different things that different guys are doing. I'm watching a lot of baseball. So, yeah, I don't know if there's been one guy, one specific player, but, you know, there's a whole, you know, a whole lot of them that I that I look look after. We've enjoyed the conversation with Pat Adams of the USPBL. Now we'll get you out of here on this. What's one thing you would like our audience to know about you that maybe not many people know about you? One thing I like doing, I go bowling a lot. Is that, I go bowling a that's lot. That's applicable, I think. Yeah. That's applicable yeah. That's applicable 100%. How do you throw down the lanes? Yeah. Uh, not not too good, but you know, it's it's a cheaper alternative uh, than golf is, and I've been I've been pretty crappy at golf this year. So I've been going out with a lot of my teammates uh, and bowling a lot. So, uh, you know, that's one thing that I do that kind of strays from the routine, I guess. For those that want to support you and follow along your journey at the USPBL, where can they find you across the various social media platforms? Oh, I'm not too active on social media, but Patrick underscore Adams on uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you know, I might not be tweeting or posting a whole lot, but, um, I kind of use that, use social media as like a tool to learn. You know, I follow a lot of baseball hitting stuff. So, but yeah, Patrick underscore Adams. See, Pat Adams doesn't have enough time for social media because he's a student of the game and good for you, Pat. And with that being said, great stuff from you and best of luck the rest of the way this season with the Eastside Diamond Hoppers. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you. And that was Pat Adams, all-star game MVP this season in the USPBL for the Eastside Diamond Hoppers, and an outfielder for them as well, John. A guy that played at Wayne State, before that at Macomb Community College, and at my alma mater, Warren D. LaSalle Collegiate High School, but you know I love myself 
some pilots. And his father, Pat Adams himself, was the principal when I was there at De La Salle as well. And Pat played for Matt Cook at De La Salle, who I had English classes with, by the way. He was my English teacher, actually, at one point. And at Wayne State, Pat Adams played for Ryan Kelly. And now with the Eastside Diamond Hoppers for Paul Nochi. So he's learned from a lot of great instructors, guys that have molded him into a great hitter, and a guy that currently ranks second in the league among all batters when it comes to batting average. Was hitting 340 through 29 games. And actually, that would be to be more precise here. Second best in the league among all batters with at least 100 ABs this season. So Pat has really improved from last year, too, as I had asked him about what he had done to improve his game at the plate because he was hitting 267. Now, he was a midseason acquisition last year for the Diamond Hoppers. Played in 31 games, hit 267. He's improved that batting average immensely. So he is a guy to check out the rest of the way this season. And one other quick note about Pat. He was in the same class at ELSL with my brother, Dominic Churko, who's been a guest on Tiger Stock and other podcasts in the past under the Detroit Sports Podcast Network umbrella. So he got to know my brother. I got to know him through Sound Mind Somebody Football, which, Doc, you know, is one of the, the numerous, really, hundreds of entities that I've done work for on a freelance basis and mentored Pat, per se, and uh, tried to be an effective mentor for him, as he said, and made me sound real good there. Probably wasn't the best, but dealt with them then and deal with them you know, a little bit you know, here and there now and had the pleasure of talking to him over the phone here on the debut episode of the USPBL podcast. And so one final note, tell us about this week's USPBL Player of the Week and some of his accomplishments. Matt Cronin of the Westside Woolly Mammoths and Player of the Week for July 8th through 14th. And Cronin, a native of Framingham, Massachusetts, earned the distinction for the first time this season. And he earned it by earning his first win of the season Saturday night, throwing six and a third strong innings, allowing one run and striking out four batters. He held the Diamond Hoppers. So that means Pat Adams and the Diamond Hoppers scoreless for the first six innings before allowing the only run in the seventh inning. And a UMass Dartmouth graduate as well. He has thrown 23 and a third innings, striking out 16, and has a 3.09 earned run average for the Woolly Mammoths on the season. And Cronin and the Woolly Mammoths will be in action this week on Thursday and Friday nights at 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For all information regarding the United Shore Professional Baseball League out there in Utica at Jimmy John's Field, again, go check out and visit USPBL.com. You can check out their great YouTube content at the United Shore Professional Baseball League. Definitely get out there if you have an opportunity. It's affordable family-friendly, your summer destination, the United Shore Professional Baseball League. That was the debut edition. Vito, I look forward to many more, getting to know some of the athletes and getting to know some of their stories. I think it's a benefit to them, really, to have a local place that they can play and hone their skills. Again, like he said, with guys and coaches that have been at the major league level. And I think that's what something that is underrated is that these guys are developing. Remember that 32 athletes from the United Shore Professional Baseball League, have gone on to the major leagues. So what does that tell you, Vito? The league is working. The development is happening. These athletes that are going there are not just going there to pick up a paycheck. They're going there to learn, to hone their skills, and to potentially reach their ultimate dream. And what better place to go down there than a place local? I love it. We're both East Siders. You know, you from Shelby, me from Macomb, and we're both going out there having a good time watching baseball. Look, Vito, 
You know, sometimes if you're a fan of sports, sometimes people will say, well, Detroit sports aren't the greatest right now. Look, get out there and enjoy the venues. And maybe so much with the pro teams, don't worry about the wins and losses. Go out there and uh, enjoy something local. Enjoy something with the family. And I think you'll really have a good time. Uh, You and I have gone out there several times, and we've had a good time each and every time. I look forward to uh, getting out there again. You know, you got nine jobs, so you got to kind of fit me in here. I know that, uh, potentially speaking, you've gone out there without me, but maybe this summer we'll go out there and we'll have a good time getting out there to Jimmy John's together. We have a sweet, right? A sweet day coming up in the Cabana Suite. We enjoyed it last year immensely with a, a crowd of many. My mom and dad and, and Dominic were there, and it was tremendous. And seeing your wife and, and the family and friends that you have, John, and, and some of them actually I can stand, which is great. So, And, hey, I'll leave you guys with this too, by the way. So Pat's manager with the Eastside Diamond Hoppers is at Paul Nochi, okay? He spent 70 games with the Chicago Cubs in 1987, and then – Spent a lot of time in the minors coaching up guys. So, once again, a tremendous amount of experience, playing and coaching experience from these skippers of the four teams in the United Shore Professional Baseball League. Thanks, everyone, for downloading. You can find this podcast and others on the network anywhere that your favorite podcast is hosted, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, anywhere that podcasts are hosted, you can find the Detroit Sports Podcast Network and the new USPBL podcast. Look forward to talking to everybody next week. Adios. The United Shore Professional Baseball League games at Jimmy John's Field are the fun family entertainment experience that you just can't afford to miss. It's Thirsty Thursdays, Firework Fridays, Live Music Saturdays, and Sunday Fun Day for the kids. And don't forget, kids get to run the bases after every game. And parking is always free. Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica is your summer destination. Get your tickets today at uspbl.com.